Welcome, welcome. This is the Second Opinion Sports Medicine Podcast with the Pro Sports Doctors. I'm Dr. Dokel. I'm Dr. Glass. Big D, how you doing, man? Good, man. It's a, kind of another weird week. Um, we're doing it on Zoom again, but this is good. Um, is. We'll roll with it, right? No, it's good practice and it's uh, it's good to kind of be in different settings and, uh, you know, the, the conversations and the the uh, topics are the same, so it, it doesn't yep. matter whether we're in person or via Zoom, although I do like, you know, seeing you face-to-face, but we'll yep. do that next week for sure. Yep, that's kind of kind of how things happen. Life happens, right? And you just got to roll with it. So that's kind of what happened with us this week for our uh, listeners, you know, um, things came up last minute and um, we rolled with it. So we still want to get this done, though. No, you know what I'm really happy about is... Uh, how we spoke about the consistency of, of knocking this out weekly because there's topical things that happen in the NFL weekly. We mm-hmm. have patients every day and there's always things I can talk. I could do this daily with you, to be honest, yeah. but um, it's nice to stay consistent despite whatever's happened, happening in both our lives. And uh, you know, um, I'm glad that you made some space for it today and I'm excited yeah. to have a convo with you. Yeah. I think it's important kind of like what we taught, tell our patients every day, right. Is uh discipline and consistency right so that's what uh, you know we made a promise to ourselves that we wanted to you know have a certain amount of these under our belt and we were going to stay committed this season and this year and so um we got to figure out a way to get it even if it's not the normal time you know just like in life and rehab things come up and we can't get derailed right so that's about adaptation and trying to you know push through on the uphill days and still complete the uh, the task or the objective and today feels a little bit uphill this week's felt a little uphill if I'm being honest but uh, mm-hmm. you know checking everything and off the boxes and and still doing this is important so like I said I, I appreciate you making the time and uh, excited to talk about a couple of things I want to get your opinion on a few of the games this week did you were you able to sit and relax did you have a busy weekend what what went on with you it was a it was a busy busy weekend I was actually down in your end. Um, Man, we were up um, Saturday and Sunday. We had tournaments for my uh, youngest daughter, Bree. Um, We had tournaments with their uh, travel softball team down your way, Poway area. And um, we had to be up at four every morning to be down at the field at 645. So, man, two days in a row. Um, uh, So, anyway, so it was busy, but... um, luckily and unluckily we got kind of knocked out early on on sunday so um it was a one and done tournament so we uh sunday we were uh headed home early and i got to catch some games so that was kind of the silver lining so i actually got to watch some games i watched um one of my favorites and i think we talked about all the rams uh 49er game i always like to watch that every year over the years so um i was really looking forward to watching that i was hoping i'd get to watch it with my dad um we usually like to um, watch it, but we um, just the day day did not work out um, for us to do that. Um, but we text and um, talked about it, so yeah, um, it was good. Um, but for yeah, sure. remind me who won that game again. I, I don't know. My memory since <laughs> COVID has not been the best. I can't remember. Sorry, bud. <laughs> I think the good guys won. Yeah, uh, only root for one LA team typically, you know. But uh, but it was um, fun to watch McCaffrey do his thing, man. Three yeah. touchdowns, three different ways, man. That was cool. I was hoping he'd get the trifecta after the uh, the pass and the reception. I was like, yeah. somebody feed him and let him run one in. Right. You know? Yeah, it feels very Madden esque. It's very cool to to see. Yep. Um, you know, speaking of the Niners, Debo Samuel's one of their stars was out for the game, which with all the hype with CMC. 
uh, I'm kind of ashamed to admit, I didn't realize Debo was out for the first like two series. Yeah. And it's not because I don't have him on my fantasy team. I just was like, I just didn't realize, you know, and uh, he was out with a hamstring injury. Um, there was somebody else, DK Metcalf, who they thought was going to be out for weeks. And I was surprised to see him play. Did you catch yeah. that last week? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Um, none of that was on my radar. So got you. Yeah, yeah. They, they were saying he was going to be out for weeks, had a lower leg injury. He was going to be sidelined for multiple weeks. And then, you know, he practiced limited practice and then he was able to play. So my thought on that was just, man, it's a testament to how quickly these guys heal. Yeah. And being young and being in great shape <laughs> goes a long way too. Yep. But it's also, you know, their training staff, uh, their medical staff, like I'm sure they were working every single day to try to get him ready. And man, kudos to them. You know, he yeah, well, you mentioned it last week on the podcast about, you know, your one of your patients is questioning the ankles and, you know, why can't they just get back in? And you made a comment like, trust me, you know, they want to be out there. There's no doubt in my mind that his hamstring is not 100% when he's out there because the way the progression was. So it's taped. I'm sure it's taped up, wrapped up, whatever, you know, and it, you know, that they are fighting through, you know, pain and, you know, restriction. Um, but they, because of what they do, they make it look so good and make it look effortless, even despite, you know, those, that pain. I mean, any one of us would not be rolling out there doing that. So. No, it'd be like weeks off, you know, yeah. and to any patient, any normal patient, you'd say, give up the rec league for a few weeks. You don't want to make this worse. Um, one thing I do appreciate about elite athletes is obviously they know their body, but mm -hmm. you can also adapt to like we were speaking about adaptation earlier in life, you know, in athletics, sometimes you have to adapt to what you have to work with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so whether that means you lost your star player and you change your game plan or whether that means individually, you know, you're not at a hundred percent and you adapt what you do or how you do it. I mean, that's, I'm sure he adapted his game. I'm sure he was like, okay, I know this ball is not coming to me. I'm going to taper it down. And maybe he didn't kick it into fifth gear all day right. long, you know, or if it's his plant leg when he's on one side of the field, maybe he cuts harder than if he's on the other side of the field, for instance, Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't break his game tape down like that. I just saw he played and my thought was, man, that's very cool that they got him back on the field. Yes. Yeah. What, uh, what game did you catch on Sunday besides the Niners? Uh, that was that um, one. And then, um, well, man, the, the one I watched for a second, but turned off real quick was the Raider Saint game. Man, that was brutal. I don't know if you saw any of that, but do you remember that score? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, that big old goose no, they, egg, yeah. man. How they do you get shut out? Like, how do you not get anything? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I can't really speak on that because that goes to like you know coaching and personnel and this and that. But you yeah. don't normally you don't see shutouts very often in the NFL. No. <laughs> so uh, it was rough to watch. You know. Yeah, that's true. My Chargers had the bye this week. So yeah, they, uh, they needed it. They were resting up. Yeah, we had, you know, a few injuries for sure. And hopefully we can come back this week a little healthier. We play Atlanta in Atlanta this week. Um, let me just go over next week's games real quick since we're talking about it. Yeah. So Thursday night football to start the week off, uh, week nine. This is episode nine of Second Opinion Sports Medicine Podcast and week nine of the NFL season. So Thursday night football, 
we have the Eagles versus the Texans, and the Eagles are flying high. They're crushing it. Yeah. So it'll be good to see them on prime time for people who are outside of, you know, that local area that haven't seen them play. Uh, uh, Sunday night football, Titans and Chiefs. So, um, you know, that's a division game for the Chargers. I'd like to see the Titans just run, run, run and beat the Chiefs. But Mm -hmm. Chiefs are high powered. They picked up a couple players. There's a lot of free agency movement today. I don't know if you heard or saw any of the. I didn't get to. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of movement in the NFL. We can maybe speak on that next week mm-hmm. when we have a, a little more a little more time to discuss those moves. Plus, the moves that were made will know the impact that they have in this week's games. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be interested in that. Monday Night Football, we have the Ravens and the Saints. Uh, so that'll be an interesting game. Uh, mm-hmm. Saints, you know, beat your Raiders this last mm-hmm. week pretty handily. And the Ravens, uh, I believe they made some free agency moves today as well. And so that those are the three primetime prime games for Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Some of the other games I thought were interesting, Chargers-Falcons, I mentioned. The Seahawks-Cardinals, a divisional game. Mm-hmm. Seahawks are leading the division right now. I know. Yeah, after this weekend, I know. Yeah. Crazy. So that was a good game, too. That was a crazy game. I watched the end of that one. Yeah. it was. Uh, it's interesting to see how this, this season is shaping up. And – Sometimes a season shapes up due to who's the healthiest. And sometimes a season shapes up because of some surprises, you know, some draft picks that maybe hit people weren't expecting to hit or players like Geno Smith that were expected to just kind of be serviceable. All of a sudden they're playing at a high level. And um, yeah, it's fun to see last game. I'll mention for next week before uh, I bring up a couple injuries is the Rams versus the Bucks, And so I, if I recall correctly, that was last year's NFC championship game. Uh, yeah. The Rams ended up beating Tom Brady and the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl, ultimately won the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm interested to see how that game goes. The Rams coming off another slap down by the 49ers. The Bucks have been losing and uh, you know, they're, they have injuries, but you don't see Tom Brady lose three, four in a row very often ever. No. And so I'm, I'm interested to see that game just to see who comes out off the off the tarp, you know? Yeah. Who picks themselves up and gets that W. So well, out of those games I mentioned, any jump out that you definitely want to try to catch? Well, that game will be interesting. We'll talk about it. You know, Cup, Cup has been dealing with his ankle injury or ankle issues, and then, yeah. he, you know, tried to get through and got, you know, taken out um, in the last game. So that'll be an interesting dynamic. Luckily, it's not, from what I read, not not serious. So, but he's kind of been babying it for the last couple of weeks. Not babying it, but working around it. Like we've talked about all these injuries that were exactly, seen. Right? Did not start, you know, typically a lot of these aren't starting that game, right? They're, they're right. leading up to it. So just like his he'd been having an issue, having an issue and they've been dealing with it. And, you know, one wrong move or turn can, you know, take him out for a series or more. So, so that'll be interesting to see how he comes back. No doubt in my mind, he'll come back and be able to play. That's a game he doesn't want to miss. So, and since they mentioned it's not too significant, you know, I'm assuming he'll come back and be able to play. They haven't had their bye week yet. I don't think, right. I don't believe so. No. So, okay. Yeah, so um, that game, um, Tennessee game too. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Now with my daughter out in Tennessee, um, you know we've become 
kind of Tennessee sports fans now. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of, of course. It's kind of how it is. You know, we, yeah. we figure, man, what are we going to do? You know, so it's kind of fun getting, you know, following teams that we normally would have never sure. followed. So we're now um, kind of Braves fans and Tennessee Titan fans, you know, so. Man, I'll tell you what, that Tennessee stadium, that city, I've been to several games there and uh, it is, it is probably, you know, I'd say a top 10 NFL destination for sure. I was almost going to say top five, mm. but uh, if I put some thought to it, maybe like Miami or some New York, maybe some of those places yeah. uh, might might jump in, in the lead, but it is really fun there. It's a fun city. <laughs> you can walk to the stadium. I hope you get the opportunity to go with your, with your family and catch a football game. Well, through hockey, uh, I've spent some time out there um, with the pro uh hockey chiropractic society that i'm part of uh -huh. um, we had one of our annual um uh conferences out there um and got to tour the tour the city and then tour the arena there or the predators play so but then the titan stadium is right there too so yeah, yeah the fans regardless of what it is you know it's, it's a great city yeah they uh they come to party for sure and they yeah, for really sure. like support their support their team which is cool to see yeah yeah uh well i had a little bit of news from last week i don't know if you recall we were talking about a particular player who had a eye fracture yeah his name's uh daniel bellinger he's the rookie tight end uh for the giants and neither of us was sure really what had happened last week i, I just you know eye fracture that's not really super common yeah. turns out he was poked in the eye just did a quick little search on what happened he got poked in the eye i guess must have gone through the helmet but an aggressive a poke in the eye is a poke in the eye and then yeah. there's like an orbital fracture so he actually fractured his uh, eye socket and his septum so it oh, also actually did fracture it wasn't just a poke <laughs> yes he actually fractured it so i mean i feel like that's a punch <laughs> yeah. a poke, you know yeah that's some bruce lee stuff you know yeah. so hopefully he'll recover quickly hopefully his vision's not affected I didn't see uh, anything that said that it was going to be a permanent issue. So that's good to hear. Um, you know, in some more somber news, I sent you a, a link today. Um, the son of Mike Zimmer, the Vikings coach. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals assistant coach, his name's Adam Zimmer. He passed away today or last night. Yeah. I did a, a deep dive on that. And um, as of now, or as of, when I was at work, I couldn't find anything on it yet. They haven't re reported. Have you heard the cause? You know what? I haven't. I was busy in the office all day long. Yeah. So I was going to reach out to somebody that would probably know. Yeah. I, um, you know, did the same, tried to see if something popped up, but out of, you know, they're not saying what it was. Yeah. He's 38 years old. It's just, that's terrible. He has a wife yeah. and kids and whatever it was, you know, um, man it really made me pause for a second you know just uh we talked last week how you know life is short and uh i had a reminder of that this week myself and then so to read that um you know my heart went out to his family and hopefully you know there's no recovering off losing somebody like that so hopefully you know they can get through it and uh yeah you know I don't even really have anything to say yeah, about it other than it makes me sad to hear, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, 
sad and it's moments like these i think we talked about it maybe the first or second episode is like you know now's the time to reflect on our own lives when we come across a, you know both of us didn't know him you know but yeah. still in the in the family you know and um yeah you just it, you got to take a moment to reflect on life in general and uh the relationships you have close by you and uh make sure that uh they're being nurtured yeah. um uh when you can right <laughs> so 100%. Yeah. yeah yeah that's one of the reasons that i'm glad that we do this it mm-hmm. if for nothing else it uh gives us an excuse to connect and and talk about things that are you know, yeah, you know, think, otherwise. Yeah, you know, I think if people were watching this or hearing this, they would think, you know, man, these guys have been at the hip for 20 years. The reality is, man, there's been a long time between, you know, our connections, you know, and it wasn't until, you know, yeah, we would have, you know, every year we would have little dabbles on holidays or birthdays, just checking in with each other um, sure. or with certain cases, right? But, um, you know, I think it's a good testament to true friendship, you know, literally, I mean, a decade almost had gone by yeah. where we hadn't had this interaction like it is. But honestly, I remember the day you called me when I was not doing so good post COVID my stint and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, we just picked up right where we left and, um, it was good, man. Uh, you know, and, um, so, well, you yeah. know what I want to say about that is I was, I had been thinking of you, uh, several times uh and was just like you know sending vibes like oh i hope dustin's doing well you know yeah. I, I was thinking about how we should talk about how we wanted to do this podcast and uh you know the logistics of it and so i had a thought and was like oh, i'll shoot him a text or send him a little instagram dm or something yeah. and then i said bro you're 40 you can pick up and actually do what we used to do and call yeah, right, right. And so for whatever reason at that moment, I was like, let me just leave him a little voicemail. I'd rather just leave you a quick message than send you a long text. And uh, I'm glad you picked up. You know, you didn't sound good that day. And so I was like, yo, what's going on? And um, yeah, it was like no time had passed because uh, even though we didn't talk much, uh, I thought of you often, whether it was work stuff or otherwise. Right. We've been Chargers versus Raiders and another beat down. I'm like somewhere <laughs> distance. Yeah. Somewhere that's always always never miss a moment (laughs) but um yeah it uh it uh i'm glad that we were able to do that you know and and i guess my point is if you think of somebody give them a ring you know yeah sometimes even just uh hey i I had a patient ask me you know the other day um we were just talking about losing contact with people Mm -hmm. and I said, you know, you can just shoot a text. I've been shooting texts to people randomly and just being like, hey, man, thinking of you, just wanted to say hi. Because sometimes you think of somebody, you don't know exactly what to say. Yeah. Like You can just say, I'm just checking in. And mm-hmm. that's enough. It makes me happy when somebody sends a little, hey, just checking in text, you know? Yep. So I'm glad we did that. Um, I wanted to bring up uh, a patient case uh, today that came in. And one of the things I thought of was... Uh, I wish Dustin was here because one, I could have used two people on this person. He's a, a high level military guy, uh, 24 years service. And he came in today as a new patient. And I'm just going to list the things that he had going on. So he had uh, a torn and repaired ACL two years ago. He's had two ruptured discs in his lumbar spine, four and five, L4, L5 two ruptured discs in his C-spine, three, four, 
And what's bothering him the most, interestingly enough, is what I determined to be biceps tendonitis in his shoulder. So he was like, yo, my shoulder really hurts. Got to wear these like rucksacks. And like, sometimes I'm like holding a weapon and like it's bothering me when I'm, you know, so he's showing me all his positional stuff. That positional stuff's important if you're an athlete, you know, if you're playing defense, offense, and it's just as important if you're sitting at home at a desk, I want to know your ergonomics. For him, work-wise, he's carrying weapons. He's carrying a bunch of equipment, belts, awkward situations. And so we kind of went into, you know, that type of stuff. Um, so I was working on his bicep tendon uh, and freeing it up and uh, was wondering where to start with this guy, you know? And so I know you've had patients before that have a multitude of issues. And so for him, his body is his livelihood not like athletes that make their livelihood, but like it's life or death for him, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm super focused on how can I get him better the quickest? And it made me think, I wanna to talk to Dustin about when he has somebody who comes in that has multiple issues, how do you attack that? What's your mindset on that for people that are listening or maybe people that have multiple pain points, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, um... That's actually one of the cases I, I have one in my office right now. Um, uh, crossfitter, very intense, um, very competitive, you know, same kind of thing. Female uh, does not want to stop, but same, almost same presentation. So anyways, um, for the listeners, it's, it's, these are things we see on a regular basis and it comes down to, okay, that shoulder area, let's look at everything that crosses it. What else could it be? And one of the things you got to rule out that neck thing, right? So especially with this history of neck, you know, C345, you know, going through that area, we got to make sure um, most of the time it's not that issue, but you don't want to be naive. We don't want to be naive and just assume that all shoulder things are coming from the shoulder. You know, it's in, most people will go, oh, it's rotator, it's bicep tendon, you know? Okay, well, that might be the case, but let me look above and below the area. Let me look at the elbow. Let me look at the neck and then we'll get to the shoulder. But with the biceps in particular, I like to look at the way the pec comes across because the bicep comes through here. And then, you know, people listening can't see what I'm pointing to, but the bicep comes through that groove that we have. And then the, the pec crosses over the top of it. Um, and then the supraspinatus, which is the main rotator cuff muscle that comes down across the arm that holds the, uh, the humerus in the socket, um, the bicep tendon goes underneath that. So you got these, these groove, matrix right? of layers, right? right. So supraspinatus, bicep tendon, and pec coming over the cross just to name three of them. And then you got other structures too. Um, so I kind of kind of clear out when I'm dealing with the bicep tendon pain, I like to clear out pec and supraspinatus as well to yep. lift it off that tendon kind of, right? Mm -hmm. So those are two <laughs> things I look at. And then those are easy ones to send the patient home with some self-care that they can also open up as well. Again, we're trying to get the pressure off that tendon if it is the area. So yeah. Um, just from a quick little, some, that's kind of what I like to go after. And then we start kind of going through the layers and see ruling in and ruling out things as we go. Right. But you got to start somewhere. So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, I think like we spoke last week, improvement is improvement. And what you don't want is two steps forward, three steps backwards. Right. Even though you get that temporary improvement, we're looking for long lasting, you know, effects. Right. Yeah. Um, so my methodology with him was basically what you said was to assess it he was concerned with his low back and his neck with the disc issue 
And I said, Hey, we can do a lot with that without even adjusting it. You know, like just cause I'm a chiropractor doesn't mean we adjust everything. We're going to let that be, but we're going to do some stuff. And so we did some ART with his neck. We did a little bit of gentle traction. He was really locked up. And so we just kind of released the scalenes, released the traps with some manual work and then got in on that shoulder. Like you were saying, it was layers and I actually explained that to him. I'm like, it's not just a block of muscle. You have this muscle and this muscle and this muscle and this muscle, and they should be separate. They should all glide. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all that gets smushed. So if I do you know, compression work, that's going to further compress it. So we did a little bit of cupping and some mobility to open it up. It was only, you know, a 30 minute session. Um, but he left and was like, Hey, it feels freer, you know? And so I think we're trending in the right direction. Yeah. And one thing on that, I know we got to go soon, but, um, uh, one thing with that, when people do leave, um, you know, and we don't have any x-ray or MRI or any imaging right at that moment, and they can leave because the biggest one of the biggest concerns is it anatomical is it mechanical or is it systemic in nature which one is it we don't know yet but we do know from our assessment that it's probably mechanical in nature um in a lot of cases um when there's been no obvious trauma so when when they leave and they say man it's feeling better i have more range or less pain i tell them hey this is perfect even if it's temporary even if by time you get home and it's tight again or get out of your car it's tight again and it's painful the fact that you had some temporary tells me that it can get better because if there's something more damaged in there it won't give you that little window because it doesn't want you to further do damage more so it doesn't give you that little window of i feel okay so when we do get that little temporary i said perfect don't worry if it comes back tight and sore the next day we're just going to keep collecting those temporary until it's lasting but that's then they leave going okay i get that i understand that and then that gives them some incentive to to not give up on it because we know the next morning when it's sore and tight they're like oh it didn't work no that's not it yeah that doesn't mean that it didn't work it just means we have more work to do that's that's well put i think you mentioned that last week and that's worth you know repeating and reiterating today i I say sometimes it's like unlocking a door oh we unlocked it it's still shut we unlocked it the door opened okay it opened and it shut again that's all right but we got it to crack open now next time we'll open it more you know i want to touch base and talk more about that next week with you dustin i know we're on a a little bit of a limited time today via zoom but i am glad that we checked this off the list I appreciate at least talking about the bicep tendonitis and going over next week's games. I'm curious to see how things shake out. I'm looking forward to meeting with you next week in person, having yes, more of an extended chat. There's a lot of things I want to talk about, uh, a couple more injuries, and we'll touch base on those next week. Yeah, luckily this week, to be honest, there weren't too many injuries in the NFL, which week. was one of those weeks we were hoping for. So this actually Absolutely. worked out okay. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll check in next week. As always, you can watch us live on YouTube. You can download us on Spotify or Apple as well. We love doing this. Thanks for checking us out. We're the second opinion sports medicine podcast with the pro sports doctors, Dr. Dokel. Dr. Glass and huge shout out to Stephen and Manny, the guys that make this happen. So.